Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Failure Friday. We took a break because my life got crazy as hell, uh, but we are back and we have a very special guest today. Alan Kozdzik is a good friend, a dear friend. He's also a client. He is the CEO of Freight Solutions, a family-owned transportation and logistics company that Alan founded out of high school with his dad in an effort to improve the industry standard. He also likes motorcycles and travels around the world quite frequently. He's also recently married, so congratulations. Um, but that's a really vague intro of such a complex and interesting yeah. individual. Um, Alan, tell me about yourself a little bit outside of work, even though all he does is work. I mean, literally, this this guy will work uh, himself into a hospital. I, I, I was ready for any question other than that. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> seriously. Um, I mean, shit, just like any other guy. I like um, having toys, jet skis, uh, four-wheelers, bikes, anything with the motor outside of work. And, when I met you, I'm pretty sure you had, you had, it was before the Range Rover. What did you have before the Range Rover? Was it a BMW? BMW, yeah. Then the Range Rover. And then Rover. you had the Range Rover. And then now he has yeah. this country boy pickup truck. No, I don't I haven't had that for a while. What do you have now? I had the Denad F350. Then after that um, was, um, I think the Rubicon and then and then I shipped that one to Europe, and then there was another Rubicon, and now it's Tesla Model X. Wow, I've, it's been a minute since I've seen you. How was the Rubicon? I'm sorry, what, what, what did you... The car before the Tesla, how was that? Uh, the Rubicon, I still have it. I have it in Bosnia, I use it in Bosnia. It's awesome, um, I mean, I love that thing. You can go off-road with it, um, take doors off, have fun. It, it, it's like it a, it's like Tesla. A, it's, Yeah, you can't compare those two. I, I, I don't know how the the Rubicon for me is like a toy. It's an off road. It can be an off road ATV, but you can, you know, I guess you can use it for the day day to day, which I do in Bosnia. But that's only because I don't live there. So, but otherwise, it's not a car that I would I would use as a daily. It it's fuel sucks. It's um, stability for longer distance or something. Um, it's terrible. Um, it's it's not like the best car to get unless you want a toy. Yeah, I mean nothing's worse than my car on gas. What do you get miles per gallon? Uh, Rubicon, thirteen if yeah. I'm lucky. Thirteen if I'm lucky. Yeah, that's my car. And yeah, and but with the fuel in Europe and shit, I, man, I swear I've I've, I've um, blown like four to five hundred euros in a day on fuel driving through Europe. So. Damn, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, that thing does not perform well at any kind of um, highway speed. But in Bosnia, the terrain's kind of meant for it. In Bosnia, but if you want, if you're wanting to go tour Europe and you know get on the highways and stuff, where you're driving like 130 to 150 kilometers an hour um, with big tires, it, it's not fun, and it's the the fuel is really bad. I imagine in Europe you look like a fucking unicorn driving a Rubicon down the highway. No one has I mean, those I cars mean, there. Exactly. I like. I like. I don't like. I don't like to like kind of fit in. I don't like. I like to be different. I like to do my own thing. Um, and everywhere you look over there, it's BMW, Audi. Um, everywhere. 
yeah volkswagen all you know like okay um and since everyone here uh, a lot of people here they like have their euro cars you know well then in europe you get an american car they're probably like look at that stupid american look inside but see the, bosnian the, motherfucker you've the, ever seen yeah but see the thing is they're, they're gonna they're gonna say that anyway so you know but at the end of the day if it wasn't for america i mean a lot of people wouldn't have the opportunity that we have. I mean, the so. opportunity that you've created for yourself is just a testament to the American dream that's still alive yeah. and well, which brings me to my next question. Certainly at some point when you were 17, 18 years old, because that's how old you were when you really brought this, when you started putting effort towards bringing this to life, right? Yeah. Certainly you had self-dialogue or a dialogue with yourself where you decided to go off the beaten path, like, hey, I'm not gonna go to college, I'm gonna put my head down and work my ass off and make this happen. W walk me through that process, like, what was the the trigger? Like, all right, we're gonna fucking do this. Oh. You have to remember that moment. No, 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 I do, I do very well, but some of it includes, um, to be, um, well, to, to be honest, I, I was, uh, I, I, the way I look at things is um, I can go to college and um, let's say if you, if you want to go to at least, you know, a bit of a better college or actually you're going to waste maybe what, 200, 300K. Um, and I was like, man, I can. 200 if you're spoiled. Okay. Let's say 200. Um, still for 200,000, I was like, with my mindset, I was like, I can go buy a house for that. And then hell work a medium or mediocre job. I have a paid off house. I don't even need that, that special job. You know, I'm like, that's just BS. What kind of job will I, what will I get after that? Knowing my dad's in the trucking industry, how all that ran. And, um, I mean, I did the numbers and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking pay, to pay someone one, I can make money and I already previously like for whenever I needed money in high school and stuff, um, I was like sold stuff online and always found ways like legal clean ways to make money. Um, so I, I, I wanted to get into trucking, but I was, I was just going to be a, a dispatcher, you know, um, I started working with my uh, cousins and uh, my, my plan was to be a dispatcher and have one truck and make you know decent decent amount a week and eight you know eight to five nine to five and um, you know uh, clock out of the day but that didn't work out I mean working with it's hard and I don't I don't recommend mixing family and um, stuff stuff in business and it's better to kind of everyone do their own thing so that way you I rather it's better to have a family um, to be able to talk to your family members, you know, than than over than fight fight over business and not to have a relationship with them, you know. So it's better uh, um, it's better to work out the way they did. But um, yeah, I, w I wasn't supposed to open my own company. I was gonna be a dispatcher, have one truck, um, and when when it came down to it, um, uh, that I I couldn't work uh, there and because it's personal for family reasons um i was like oh shit i guess i gotta open up and 
now it's under instead of uh, be, you know being under my cousin's name, it's all on me. But see now the heart. The, the tough part about that is my job no longer just booking the freight, making sure the truck stays busy, you know, getting them a load from the take from point A to point B and making sure the driver's okay with it and, you know, dealing with just the operation side. But that's just one piece. There's, you know, make sure building safety, um, accounting, you know, um, a lot of other stuff to, to, to a business. Um, and I, 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 it's like, I was like, shit, I, I didn't really sign up for this, but I, I already bought a, uh, bought one truck and I was already, um, and I knew I could dispatch it. I'm like, so how, how hard can everything else be? I mean, shit, if uh, no one else was born doing this, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like I've always been a kind of figure it out, uh, figure it out kind of type of person. And, um, that, that's when, um, when it really hit me um, that I got to be serious and because my dad sat down and he talked to me and he, and he told me, he was like, look, you know, he's like, even though you're my son, at the end of the day, if I can't make with my, with my truck and, and, you know, driving for you what I've made previously, even though you're my son, if you, you know, if you want a roof over your head, we have to, I'm going to have to go back to the other company. So don't take it personally. You know, I love you, but business is business. So we're going to see how this works. And I was like, oh shit, you know, I, I can't fuck up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so your dad's driving um, your truck for you. Um, well, when I started, my dad had his own truck. He had his uh, his own truck and trailer, and I had my truck. Um, so we had two trucks, and um, I was making commission off of of him, and you know whatever my truck was making and everything. Um, I took I kind of when he told me that uh, I took it I took that hard, and um, but at the same time. I like I, I really really wanted it because um, I saw the potential there and to me none of this stuff is that hard I've been doing it um, even while in high school and stuff helping out uh, middle school elementary school my whole life kind of helping out with everything all the paperwork required for him to you know run his own um, truck uh, under someone's authority I knew how it all worked so I was like uh, and then I also know the um, Due to you know, like growing growing up here as a Bosnian kid, um, and being, I know the Bosnian community, and I know a lot how they think. Um, so like, it, for me, it was like a no-brainer. Like, this is, I I saw um two options: either I go to drive that truck myself, but then that would require me being away from home for a long period of time, and if I ever wanted a family, that's not the best idea. So. Just, um... But I think it's important what you talked about earlier is that when you first started conceptually, 17, 18 years old, you weren't thinking 30 steps ahead. You were thinking, I can make this happen. Yeah. I know yeah. I have the tools and resources to make this happen. I just got to figure it out. And I think but... even myself where I get caught up is I try to figure things out first before just taking the step and diving in. Yeah, and then you you overthink it, and then it's so much harder to take your first step. I've learned that when you just you just gotta dabble in, just get into it. Yeah, you're gonna mess up. You might do it, but you learn what it is you did wrong. Um, you know, as long as it's all legal, there's there's nothing wrong with you know. Obviously, you you, you don't gamble with large with large things, but with you know. 
you, yeah, you can't, I, I you can't, would, you, I would you, say you, also. You can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What I'm trying to say is, you can't sit there uh, thinking, uh, "I can't, I can't do this," or um, over the, like you said, you you think ten, you try to think ten steps ahead, and if you can't see all of it, like yes and no to uh, I don't know. How to, you do have to. Uh, I do also try to think ahead, like, uh, but I. Like I, I think what what could go wrong, and then I try to make sure everything doesn't. But you, without trying, you're you're not gonna. Um, and you may fail, and that's fine. But you learn from it, and you just do it the right next time. But I think the beauty in failing when you have dove in, divin, when you've dove in, you've dived in, dived in. I think the beauty in failing once you've dived in is there's a sense of haste to fix it and you tend to recover faster because you have to if that makes sense yeah but i i guess like in, what do you really what do you mean failing like uh by just opening a business starting a business and, failing, and starting or? a business and starting a business and so you get started you have your two trucks you don't have someone doing your books or your accounting businesses when they first start all the time in this country uh, and many but, other countries but for me, I knew uh, I knew that would be fine too. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I lose my mom and dad. Um, well, what's the worst that can happen? My dad's gonna go drive for the other company again with his own truck. Um, I'm gonna sell my truck and go look for what else I'm gonna do in life. All right, you know. So what? That, uh, that's also why I was able to expand and grow as fast as I did as well, because um, I lived with them. I did for the first two years. I didn't print myself paycheck. I, I know life that I worked so much, did so much research on how to grow that I wasn't going out, I wasn't spending money, so I checked my account, oh shit, you know? And everything the business made, my accountant taught me that from very early steps. Everything, um, set yourself like, you know, if you if you do want to pay yourself, you give yourself X amount. It doesn't matter if that company this year, this week makes 10,000 or 10 million. That's not your money, man. That's over there, that's a business. And by doing that, you, I mean, you know, you, you save a lot of money and you're able to start gaining some capital and growing if you if you know and putting it back into the business yeah mm -hmm. i think what i'm trying to say is that when people spend all this time when they first start out trying to hire someone to do their bookkeeping like you didn't have a cfo when you first started you weren't tracking your expenses in quickbooks when you were 17 years old and i think people get so caught up in, I have to do all this right. There's a lot of grace given in this country for new businesses. This country's tax code is built on you starting. It's not meant for everyone, but it is it's the not, tax code not. has so many breaks for small businesses. It's, so. It's not meant for everyone. Um, but you also won't know if you don't try it. And here's the thing, as long as long as you try it, as long as you don't cheat your taxes, don't mess with taxes, um, everything else, I mean, this is America. You can, it, you bankrupt it, okay, and you you move forward. You structure everything um, the right way. I mean, our the president, of, the previous president of the United States bankrupted for it's, it's America. It allows you to do that as long as you uh, don't mess with your taxes. Uh, file that right, but I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. 
you're you're not gonna find out if it is for you or if it's not if you if you don't try it. And um, like you said, this is America. It's very it's very. Uh, how do I? It's opportunistic. It is what you make it. I mean, and this is coming from you, who's familiar with Bosnia, yeah. which is a different animal. So like every situation, every opportunity you're going into it thinking, this would be so much different in my home country. So much more difficult, yeah, yeah. Because uh, so here, nothing really like, seems that hard to you. No, because um, even how you said uh, uh, about the QuickBooks and stuff, here it's very easy. It's when if I want to do something, I go online and you kind of Google like, okay, what is required? Well, what, whether you need a certification or uh, let's say you need some kind of certification. Okay, cool. Now Google, how do I get them? Um, once you see everything, as long as you meet all the requirements, you're not cheating. Everything is good. You get it, and you do. You continue. Business goes on. Um, over, over in different in other countries, you can't just. You can um, you can try to do everything right, but when the system uh, in itself doesn't allow you to grow, and um, it's n nowhere near what we have here. Um, it's Give us not, an example of Bosnia and America, something that would be drastically different that we take advantage of here that's drastically different in Bosnia as it pertains to starting a business. Um. Because part of your business is in Bosnia, by the way. He owns, yeah, his company yes. is in many, part of it's in Bosnia, part of it's here. It's in several different states. Well, um, I don't know my, my, my perspective on that because for me, it was, it was I don't want to say easy, but my, my process was pretty, for me at least, easy because um, over there, when you have the money, you're not going to have issues. But the problem is for for someone there um, trying, let's say a local that doesn't have the financial capital that um, I had coming in, things are going to be very very hard because okay, wh what are you going to do? Um, Bosnia doesn't really they don't especially our our side of Bosnia um, they don't really have factories producing things. You, you have a lot of barber shops, uh, vehicle maintenance shops restaurants cafes and it kind of lives off of mainly tourism you know like um from the uh, guys that they that um come back every weekend or every month or every once a year depending on how far away they are and spend money there or as far as business it's not the, the this this dispatching offices is becoming a thing over there um but you know so as a person over there what i'm You're trying to say a is person with no capital yeah what are you gonna go uh really uh do you can't afford to um i mean and and not being in a, in a big in a large place I just, it's not like um, here where you can go get credit so easy either, um, or financial backing, or th those opportunities aren't there. Um, and what's investing like over there, like in the, in the stock market? 
because I'm not allowed to open up accounts for citizens I, of Bosnia. I, I don't. What do you, what do you, what do you, okay, we gotta talk about like that. Like how easy home. is it, like here in America, you, I mean, really anyone can open up a Robinhood account and just, you know, buy something on the stock market and start investing, whether they know what they're doing or not. What's it like over there in Bosnia? Is it, do they have the same access to that? Um, I believe they do because I know some of my family uh, members, they've shown me, you know, on their, uh, logged into their account, showed me they have some shares or stocks or some stuff. Um, I, I, I choose not to, um, I don't want to sound mean because I love my country and I love Bob, but I don't trust them. I mean, that their doesn't sound mean Their companies, um, I don't trust their companies and uh, the, I, I don't, the, their politics and I, I just try to stay out of it, to be honest, so I'm not trying to comment on it. Um, but I, it's not, stay, I don't see it being stable or realistic, some of the stuff that, uh, that, they, that they do that goes on. So there's a lot of corruption over there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you hear stories. You, you hear, you yeah. hear stories. You, you hear stories like I see, I see ten, 10 meters of a road built or you know renewed, and I'm like, well, why? Why did y'all only do a small patch? Like, oh, they're like, well, so you got to understand, when it's election time, they start construction on the road. Like, vote for me, you know, vote for this side. We're gonna get this road. But as soon as the election's over. Whatever they got done, they got done. They're not. They're not moving forward. <laughs> the, the the rest of the budget money is going, um, you know, uh, like the, the kind of stuff that I see uh, over there, and it's yeah. You you don't um, hear about that, that that kind of stuff here. Yeah, I, I don't know. You don't really see that. That's. Do you think you would have been able to build what you've built here? If you had Over grown there. up there, if I had grown up there and came here, yes. No, no, no. There's if a you lot. Had stayed there with your family. No, no, no. There's, there was no chance. I mean, they, they, don't get me wrong. There's successful people. There's people that um, it, it it's hard, and you have to probably do it on cutthroat ways and ways of doing business that I'm not willing to do. Um, to make it, uh, and yeah, uh, but it, it, for for a regular guy, and especially if you're trying to do business the right way, and like for example, um, if you actually want to, um, if you actually want to, uh, so the, when it comes to something being as simple as paying your employees, whatever you pay your employee, uh, I think it's like 60 70 percent of that. You uh, goes to tax, taxes there. So let's say you get paid a thousand marks uh, a month. The employer's got to pay like what six, seven hundred. So your pay, um, yeah, it, it's so. Then a lot of people they don't register their workers, and they're paying you under the table, which it's all cool. However, you're then you don't have benefits or health care or whatever, and it's wow it, it's kind of but it's and it's made also so where companies that are more stable they do register their employees they, they whatever will eat the you know 60 70 percent tax but um once those employees raise up in position they uh the pay the rest of the pay other than the minimum goes under the table 
because <laughs> no one's gonna pay the, the, that that tax rate, for example. Um, and then, but that you now you're not allowing that uh, person to grow because they're now, yeah, they're making money, but they can't go get a loan for 100, 200 k, and then invest in the business based off of their financial earnings because most of that that they do make is under the table. They can't they can't be seen. So, oh, that there's one way it, it's a lot more difficult. You can't again. You're not going to get a loan. Um, then uh, if you do, usually over there to be. Hell, to, to, I mean, well, over here as well, for example, to be a barber, you got to go, there's a whole school, yeah, you got to go, but not just to be a barber for there, over there, every kind of, um, doesn't matter what the industry is, if your position goes up and your pay goes up, you're supposed to have a diploma in that. That whole diploma uh, thing, the way it works is um, your family has money, you go buy it, and then your cousin gets you into that position. Now the person that actually went busted their ass off and went to school and got the diploma and saved um, uh, the money, they have no chance of getting that job because it's gonna be by hookups, you know. It's um, and then it's all resources. Yeah, and and the way I look at it honestly is uh, since there's so like you, Bosnia has three presidents, and the amount of people they have in power, like New York City has how many uh, people, and it's ran by one person. Uh, Bosnia doesn't have a fourth of what New York City has, and it has that many people. But then the way, I, then the way when I like, kind of look at that, step back and look at it, I'm like, okay. So for all these people to um, to show their, like, why are you there? You know, basically, they have to come up with shit. They they, they have to come up with ways just for you know, and, it, and then everything becomes overregulated. Um, to the point it's um disgusting it's all overregulated. however if you know the right people and you slip the right people money it's all fine um otherwise it's ridiculous like for uh, uh an example in our office for uh, all of our uh, pcs are us pcs um there's like 30 40 monitors anyway they're all legitimate windows uh enterprise licenses um that we pay for here in the us um but to pass their inspection, you need like a, it has to be a Bosnian Windows. I'm like, what? what why? What? And then, and then so you go and you buy that, and you don't even have to use it. You just have to put the stick from the computer that you bought it, and you wasted fifty on it. It's not like oh, that's crazy. They, they make so many rules, um, and make it so difficult. And to be able to do anything, you have to go uh, to like the little main building any kind of document printed, stand in a line, get it printed out, a little stamp hit on it, take it to the next teller from teller. They make it very freaking difficult. Um, it's like that in a lot of third world countries, but it is interesting when I you talk to people like you that have been to these places and you come here and there's all these people whining and bitching about how shitty this country is. It's kind of like, yes, there's things wrong with this country, but it, if you knew how difficult it was to do the same shit in other countries, you would Dude, have a different tune. You, you, can't, you can't scale like this in other countries. You can't, it would take, literally um, when investors come into countries like that, they ask how long has this business been open? If it's 10 years and you've already made it and you already like, it shows that you have um, million or millions in, a in assets. They run away because that's not clean. It, it would take you um, so decades, decades um, to do it the right way. It, it's, um, for example, uh, you, what I was just saying about too many people in power. 
it's mm-hmm. everything everything is over over regulated with with that being um Everything's overregulated. You're talking about how massive New York City is in comparison. Oh, okay, to the okay, okay. So, 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 what I, okay, what, sorry. What I like to say is bring it uh, back, Alan. Yeah, uh, 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 Bosnia. Yeah, uh, it wants to put like Germany and U.S. is forced together and be stricter because I'm like, for you know, I live in the U.S. Why is it easy for me to go to as an eighteen-year-old kid with five hundred bucks go start a business and do all this, and over here, you, you're a third-world country. You shouldn't be that strict. You know your people in the village by face to face by name. You don't even well. You should you know, want outside investors to come in and invest in the exactly. Country it's you should incentivize. And America incentivizes you with everything with the tax cuts for investing too. I mean, like let's be honest. Like if you don't want to pay as a business, if you want to pay a shitload of taxes, and you're Business is making good money. Invest it, and guess what happens when you invest that money? It's going to make you more, and you continue to get richer and richer and richer. Um, and if you don't like to pay taxes, you're going to do that. But that—that's in America, you know. Um, they're incentivizing you to grow, and then that—that's. That, I have a problem when people come here and um, they start bitching about the flaws, and especially election time. And as you, we all know, the country's kind of never been more divided. So I think I don't know—is it calming down now? Um, it's so so and, so and, and, right now. And to me, that's sad to see because I'm like, you guys are fucking sorry, uh, idiots. Kiss the ground. Like this is amazing here. Um, yes, there's problems, but, but that right there is the whole point. I asked the question because when you talk to people that are just in a community of individuals from a different country, from especially a third world country, there's a different approach to work ethic. Which, I, we're part of a younger generation. I like to think of. How, how old are you, Alan? Seven. 27, okay, I'm 29. We're part of a generation where I, I genuinely believe that most of us don't know how to work hard. And it's so, that's why it was so refreshing to meet you when I met you, God, what was it, four or five years ago? Because I found, I, I felt like I was finally found an equal, someone who knew was willing to do, and I'm not saying it's healthy, it's put us both in some pretty bad situations, but we're willing to just put our head down and work our fucking ass off until we make shit shake. And it's hard to find other people that are our age that are doing that, but I think it's easier to find people that are willing to do that when you're looking within communities that are first generation from other countries. And in Jacksonville, Florida here, we have a massive, Bosnian community and like Alan said he's very clear I'm not so clear but he's very clear and and he knows how they tend to think and I think what you're trying to get at when you say that is they're gonna work and they want to work for people from Bosnia yeah and And that was gave you a leg up yeah there's um and for me like I'm proud like I love seeing our people make it, and there's so many uh, Bosnian businesses, and um, some so of them many. really, 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 really big businesses. Um, um, and so many good Bosnian here in Jacks doing. I mean, it, it's amazing. And then like, we all like. So for example, if I I don't know, if I need a certain service, and I know uh, Bosnian, um, the business owner, we're pro- we're probably just gonna call that company because why not? Um, 
And I think and, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, but it also should go to what you were saying. Um, a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of people our our age are not willing to work hard um, unless you kind of do pull them from places of uh, the, in the world that where people are hungrier. Um, and I mean, I, I've thought about <laughs> getting married and then thinking about kids and uh, how you want them raised and stuff like that. All kind of stuff has crossed my mind because um, I, I, I'm a person that overanalyzes and overthinks everything. So I kind of went back and analyzed, okay, what made me who I am today, you know? Uh, what made me because i look at other kids how they turned out and um what kind of crap they do and i'm like uh, what if my kid one day that spoiled that you know um so uh that, that that's that's tough like so well what do you do like what i make go make my force my kid to live in uh, grow up in bosnia um so they when they come here at i don't know whatever age so they um are hungry and grateful for this opportunity and see the opportunity in front of them or do you spoil the hell out of them and no. of course uh, you know but i don't want to even live over there for that, that that's the really problem but so for their i think alan this you need to look at what made you such a hard worker and that was seeing your dad be a hard worker i mean for me i when i was young we didn't have a lot of money and then as i got older and through high school we had money and seeing my dad put in the work and simultaneously seeing that transition of us coming into money is what inspired was like okay i know what i want to do i'm gonna have a career i'm gonna work my ass off like you fell in love with the grind because you saw someone at least at some point who was your role model fucking grinding yeah i mean uh, i've seen um my dad go through a lot and also like what i'm um, the most grateful for is from an early from an early age he let me in like he didn't you know some parents will um hide problems or whatever's going on from their kids to shield them he's like look son i'm gonna show you how it is uh this is the world uh one day i'm not gonna be around so there's there's no point might as well just um and then with that the amount of control from a very young age and i'm talking i don't know 10 11 12 from just you know starting off to take phone calls for them and call from regular bills to handle sales of a house purchases of cars purchases of uh, first semi-truck sales stuff like that um you know those are big things that my parents as adults but since they were uh should be handling but since they didn't speak the language and everything i was having to do most of that stuff for them um but that kind of uh instilled that in me from a young age like there's responsibility things gotta get done um and my, I looked at it at, like my family relied on me because I was uh, my sister was born after me. Um, I was the only kid that can that knew that you know knew English because I went to school that can help. So, uh, I, you know, obviously I did it, but that that taught that taught me because um, I like there's a lot of people when you I mean if you were to go into a classroom of let's say 18 year olds and ask them who knows how to write a check, you were not gonna get a hand that raises. Um, I wonder at, at today's age, at 20 or 22, what's how many would raise their hand up? Like people, let alone do something bigger, go um, handle. Um, all, here's how do most people go buy a car today? Uh, that are 22, they walk in. This is how much I can afford a month. They end up signing something that they don't even understand. They haven't. Um, their interest rate on that is like 10, 15 percent. 
um, they're gonna pay thirty thousand dollars for a ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollar car. But they come in, and that, that's why the dealerships set up that their sales guys to go out there and the first question they ask you, and they push you towards that because you don't even know what you're you're not getting. But people aren't taught this stuff in school. Um, I was I I, I kind of always you know to figure it out yourself, and um, from a young age I, I got to be involved in all all of my parents you know deals and everything, and like just like you, you know you see what like. I saw what's the main ticker and um, problem for people, not my parents, um, others, you know, in the community, uh, whether you're Bosnian American, what, what causes fights, what causes, you know, arguments in the household, anything. And usually, like, uh, a lot of it can be, a lot of things can be solved with money. And not, I'm not trying to say you can still have problems, but like, uh, when people are fighting to make it, uh, you know, you get your check this week and you need it to cover your mortgage and this and that, but then the heater breaks or uh, AC or fridge or, you know, unexpected stuff. And then now you guys are fighting over how the hell are we gonna pay for this? And, uh, uh, like you, you see that and a lot of these um, stresses can be relieved by making money. Um, and then you see the opportunity. Um, for me, that's actually uh, a, a problem too. Like everywhere I go, I see, um, and now you know now that i started taking sometimes a step away from business and i do actually go out um thank god i just see more i I, I just no life for a long time but i just see more business opportunities i'm like fuck like i I, like i i go buy buy a motorcycle and i start buying like these toys and everything and i'm like looking at these dealerships i'm like i kind of want to do this too but then I look at a print shop and I'm like, I kind of want to do that too. Then they like, but there's stuff you think in that because I think that too. Everywhere I go, I think of like once you own a business or once you're involved at a high level in a business, or maybe it's just as you get older or a cocktail of all of it. You, everywhere you go, you see opportunities. Like you start thinking that way. But what, yeah. and you can agree with this, Alan, you think of opportunities, but now your currency isn't money once you've made it to a certain level. It's time. For me, that's that's just now. Um, up until recently, I didn't. That was no problem for me. I didn't care. You didn't um, have fucking okay. kids, Alan, or wife. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, and it's my time. But this is uh, this is I'm doing something fun. To me, that's fun. You know, like um, uh, we can go out to a club, and um, I will I will have the worst night ever and feel so uncomfortable all night. Um, and it would like I feel like I have to have a fake smile on the whole night, and I, 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 I nothing interests me um, there. You know, like uh, I don't know. You want to go ride ride uh, ride bikes, uh, jet skis, um, talk about business, uh, actually do something cool. Yeah, we could do that. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I agree. I could never picture you in a nightclub, to be honest. Like, I just tried when you were saying it, and it didn't, like, nothing populated. It was just, like, this dark figure that didn't exist in a nightclub. Yeah, like, um, I, like that... I like traveling. I like doing adventurous things, but, like, um... You're an um, outdoorsy guy. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, um, just doing, handling, dealing with something, buying, selling. Um, I, I buy, sell trucks, trucks, trailers cars anything and free time um that like i have a fra truck center that's like my um 
it's a tool for the main company to be able to, you know, purchase assets, get drivers, whatever they need, facilitate them to be successful. However, it's also for whenever Alan gets bored and wants to buy and sell and flip stuff. Um, and whether that's doing it here or now internationally. Can you talk or, about yourself uh, in third person? Uh, but it's just what like um you know i gotta be doing something and i'm sitting not not doing nothing is boring i don't i know i agree i i'm so busy right now like i'm up to my fucking tits and work and i like too much at right now at this point and um i was talking to yeah I i was talking to someone in my family and they were like you need to calm down but i even at my most stressed, I would prefer to be that than have too much time on my hands. Any day. Yeah, I, I don't know how you can just uh, lay around there. And I was going to say, the, the sad thing is, it's we keep we, we always constantly have to do something, and it's venturing some more and more things that we don't need. Um, and the only kind of sad part of it is, ultimately, the reward is financial money. Um, but to me, um, I don't really, I don't really, that, I don't, that, that makes me want to lose interest. That makes me lose interest a little bit because, uh, after a certain point, uh, I'm comfortable. Um, I, I don't really care. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I still have the way I've always have, um, I'm just, you're just Alan. Yeah. Uh, um, they're like uh, you're a healthier money, version of Alan. The money, like um, like I, I mean, I get told a lot if I had, if I was in your position, if I had your mile, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna see me in a regular t-shirt, shorts at the yard. Um, um, I mean, just doing tagging along with uh, other people at Free Solutions that you know, always talking to someone, always looking at what's going on, what can we do better, what can we change, what can we add, what can we remove, what can we buy, sell, flip. Um, what can we depreciate? Yeah, I mean, right off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I will bring you to this last question because it's the whole point of this fucking podcast. But it's been a while since I've talked to Alan, so I needed to catch up on some of this stuff. As your advisor, I came into the fold after you had already experienced some substantial success. I mean, even since then, you've grown so much, but. Obviously, that's not sustainable. At some point, you experienced failure, everyone does, that made you want to quit this. And tell me about one of those events and what you learned from it and what someone else could learn from it. Something that almost put you out of business. Oh, something that... um, uh... Something um, educational too, like something okay, that yeah. you learned from. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've learned from from a lot of things. You're gonna you're gonna get it. Uh, it's just that some some are some aren't as bad as uh, others. For I mean, for example, I've, I've leased trucks. I used to lease trucks, and um, you know, I did it as a trial. Um, and I would, for example, I wouldn't tell you not to do it. But it's more profitable to uh, purchase it. You you learn that. However, at least it's not a bad option either if you don't want that commitment and if you want for for other reasons. Um, but something that's um, that I thought was going to take me out of business and didn't make me want to quit, but it did make me ball, ball my eyes out. And I thought this this was it. It's going to screw me. 
um, one uh, I had an insurance agent um, and I met this guy while he was working at a big 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 uh, firm and he went over he went and opened shop for himself um, we were you know he was my insurance agent um, and I would pay him every month and he, he pays the what how do you call it out uh, like premium I'm sorry the premium uh, no he okay you pay the insurance agency but they, they pay the um, actual insurer um, yeah they pay who, for the premium so that you're insured yeah okay um, well so since since um the way it worked is whenever you whenever you add a truck onto whenever we hire a truck or add a on insurance we uh or the, the way the way the deal was set up you pay two months uh deposit for that truck uh cargo insurance up front um and then um so then your payments are split up on 10 months so the last two months of the policy you don't have any payments and that's when those you know you kind of get your two month deposit back now, if the, if the driver was to, or the truck get removes or gets removed off the policy, you will be refunded that money within 30 to 60 days. Okay. So now here's the thing. If you have trucks on lease and you, this truck goes down, they give you a subunit. So you're adding or removing trucks, right? Now, to make this even worse, it wasn't even an issue for me. Um, I, I, uh, I could have, I asked the guy, you know, okay, so can, um, you know, if you have to charge me uh, the, another two months to add this truck, uh, even though I'm removing this one the same day, and then I have to wait for the deposit, 60 days, that's fine, you know? He's like, no, it's good. Um, this is the insurance agent. Yeah, he, it's, 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 it's just a wash. Now, I understood why he was doing that too. He was, you know, he was um, only had a few clients. He was growing his business as well. He wanted to take extra steps for his um, clients, like I said, for mine. To grow your business and yada yada, I, I, I understood what he was doing. And for um, a, I was with this guy for a, year, a long time, for a, over a year, that was not a problem. Um, until he started doing this for a lot of carriers, and I guess his cash flow, I don't know, I don't, I don't know his books, but he couldn't make the payments. And I got a letter from um, Tallahassee saying my uh, authority was going to be suspended. Uh, What's an authority? To, uh, so we have our motor carrier authority um, and to, uh, the authority to operate on highways. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. Um, and so the reason to that being suspended, getting suspended uh, in 30 days is, you know, insurance while lapsing. Uh, and then obviously it's up to you now to call your insurance company and see what's going on. Um, I did that. Luckily, the guy, uh, he was an awesome guy. Like, um, he really, I mean, we, we had a really good relationship through uh, the whole, the, um, while he was my insurance agent and he told me immediately what was going on. He was like, Alan, I'm so sorry. I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm trying everything to figure it out. Um, I didn't lash out at him. I was like, I thanked him. Um, I called the actual people that provide the insurance, the, the, the provider. And um, it took it took it was, it was difficult to get someone on the phone. And when you did, they they instructed you to call your insurance agent. Um, you're not supposed to get a hold of them. And I uh, explained to them the situation. They asked me if I had proof for the wire transfers and that I was paying it. I showed them I did, and um, they took 
they took care of it. Um, uh, they did not suspend my MC, um, but I remember walking out of the office at like 8 or 9 p.m. sitting there bawling my eyes out because the situation was, I didn't know they were going to resolve it. And if they didn't resolve it, that means I have to go shop around for a new insurance policy. When you're shopping for a, a insurance policy of, that's, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year uh, policy, they're going to, they, they do credit checks. They, they're going to um, see where you had your, uh, they take your loss runs from the previous year, um, from your previous uh, insurer. They're going to see that you did not fulfill your full 12 month um, insurance and for, and for what reason did not pay. They're not going to go into details that I did that and check that, that my insurance agent didn't pay. They're just going to see they didn't pay. They don't really care, you know. And then good luck getting insurance um, at a, any bit of a reasonable rate to where you can operate. Because even as being a new carrier, insurance, my insurance rates were higher. I was having to eat. Um, mm-hmm. eat, eat. So, like, the, that scenario, I really thought, I'm like, this is it. They're going to... Did you ever get your money back from the insurance agent? Um, well, once I showed the, the the provider the proof, they gave me the coverage that I paid for. You know, they did not. They didn't. They um, they let me. Um, I only had two months left in my policy anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So they let me. You know, and then I just renewed with a different agent, uh, different um, insurance agency. And um, this the same insurance agent actually. He referred a large insurance agency this time, um, and he got us hooked up with really with really good people. And um, they've been taking care of us since. So it only was so, two insurance payments that were missed, and then you were your authority was going to lapse. Yes, but the sad wow. part is, is that I, I didn't miss the payments. Right. It's you know if it was my fault, I could take it. You know. Um, so what did you learn from that? I mean, <clears throat> I can tell you what I learned from that, and, and I'm working on it right now because I I have a history of being too nice and giving too much leeway and giving too much in relationships with my, even with my employees. And I'm trying to learn how to set those boundaries and it sounds something similar. Yeah, but see the thing is, uh, because I was, because of my relationship with with that insurance agent, he told me from uh, from the start, the situation, if he would have lied to me, I wouldn't have had time to react. Uh, you know, get a hold of the provider and handle it, and he even helped me a little bit, um, guide me to, to do to do all of that. Um, otherwise, he could have he could have not answered his phone, and I don't give a crap, and I would have been. And, uh, but since um, I, I would spend hours sometimes on the phone with him, you know, like, like at that time, you know, when we were running like maybe five, seven trucks every day, I was spending multiple hours on the phone with every driver customers and my uh, my vendors um, whether it's insurance agent or uh, you know bank or whatever I'm trying to see what more what more I can do so but you build those relationships with those people and um and even even when um even when ship is going down for him he you know hey you told me look Alan this is what's happening I uh, I don't want you to be hurt it's not your fault you were you were awesome um, and he made sure I was taken care of that it wouldn't cost me my business. He didn't have to do that. Um, but it was because of how I treated him and how I acted towards him as well. Um, I mean, I remember I, I, when all that uh, resolved itself, I, I went and got, got, got the man a gift, ordered the man a gift, delivered to his house. Um, so I was like, holy, you know, I was still, I was grateful because he could have screwed me, you know. Um, he could have not told me, could have not answered. But um, 
when you're good to people, um, you, you know how like oh, someone approaches you and they're super jolly, happy, and they have a smile. You're not you're not gonna be you know pissed off, mean, uh, and and say go God. You probably won't unless you're you know. It's very hard to be. That's my theory, at least. That big of an asshole to someone that's nothing but um, you kind. know, nice and good, good, good to you. Yeah, kind. So I mean, that that worked for me. But uh, the lesson I guess I, I learned from from that still though is, if you like, I saw I saw what he was doing there, you know, and it was working for a while. He was making a wash, you know, and I'm like, I get it. I do certain things for my drivers too. Obviously, I make sure I have the capital. But <clears throat> if anything is not right. Um, you you have to um you have to um business comes first so even if you have to cut the relationship you do have to cut the relationship um and there's and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you do it in the right way um because i always say just because whether it's um uh, whether it's a, it's a like a let's say a vendor or uh, even a driver or employee or something you know even if we're parting ways today doesn't mean in the future we can't work together so let's do it on good terms um but it's better to do that uh, sometimes than it is um, if you foresee a, uh, problems occurring uh, or that can occur, um, and and, that, and that's normal. Like my, we've had we've been forced to do that a lot because like the growth of the company. You know, you're not going to use the you're not going to use the same level of certain services. You know, I think you and I talked about this before, and it's hard with those relationships. But ultimately, what's best for the business? Um, and you gotta understand that other business owner, if they're your true friend and they actually um, do one good for you, they're gonna understand. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I definitely think that's something that I'm also, I'm learning now is it's okay to outgrow relationships, personally or professionally. It's okay to outgrow yeah. relationships. Not everyone is meant to be on the ride forever. And I think you are doing it better at it than I am because I'm still holding on to some relationships that I probably should have let go professionally a long time ago. Um, but I think you'll find, and you can speak to this more, even more so than I can, that you'll find that your business kind of goes almost like the stock market, like this. But in order to get to that next level from this trough, you have to do something drastically different than you did before. And that usually looks like in the form of, of growing business, either hiring someone totally different that does a role that you've never hired for before or firing someone. And it's just a necessary part of growth. And you've done it quite beautifully since I've been in your life. Uh, you, you've, you've attacked scalability with grace more than I've seen a lot of small businesses do. Like you you will approach problems, you'll get stressed out about it, because I've heard you stressed out before, but you and with the help of Azra, who is also a really great resource to you, you sit down and you figure that shit out and you make it happen. And But yeah. with the help, it's so crucial, guys, to have a group of professionals around you it's hard to find it might take you three to four to find the right people but it's so hard to find a group of professionals and build those relationships around you that are genuinely looking out for your best interest 
And I agree, minimizing the contact you have with people that don't have the same mindset or like doing business with family isn't always, it's not always gonna be the move. But sometimes when you're first starting out, a lot of times that's what happens. Working with family. And I think that it works with certain relationships, like maybe it didn't work with your cousin, but I mean, I would be hard pressed to argue that your dad didn't add a lot of value along the way. He, he still does to this day. And um, that, that yeah. that's a huge thing if you do want to scale a business. Um, a lot of us get into something we're very, we're very passionate, right? I love trucks and um, I know how to dispatch them. And sure, I can uh, I, I can figure it out and, um, to a certain point. And um, that doesn't mean I'm the best at everything, right? Um, there's still things to this very day. I text my dad pictures of him like, hey, um, this situation, uh, can you call me if you got a second? Tell me what you think. And I counsel myself with him on. Um, uh, and that's usually a lot of mechanical sides with, with, with trucks, whether I'm purchasing one, a driver broke down and I'm in a, a scenario. Um, whatever really um, anything that's past our regular operations people um, like that needs a bigger approval um, that, that, that comes to me um, I'll, I'll call Azra uh, I'm sorry I'll call my dad um, for some for a lot of um, if you, even when you I'm sorry when you ask me financial things uh, I I'm, let me check with Azra you have to learn um and accept you're not gonna be the uh, as your business scales and uh, as you as you want to scale it and grow, you're not gonna know everything and you're not gonna be an expert in everything. Um, hire good people me. around. Yeah, people that are around you that are loyal that are, have the same interests like you said. Um, but you have to understand they have to be well taken care of and have enough incentive to do to care as much as you do. Otherwise, don't expect them to. Um, that's a huge mistake a lot of people make. Um, you know, we say, you know, how much we work and stress and think about um, everything. Um, sometimes, like, you know, you wish you get mad. I hear a lot of bosses, like, the employee doesn't care. Does that, yeah, does he have a reason to? Yeah, because um, you're not taking care of them. Oh, my God, I talked to this with so many of my clients who have small businesses. They're like, I'm paying them 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, yeah, you're paying them 10 bucks an hour. That's why your turnover and, is 70%. And there's that many places out there right now paying 15 or 20. Um, and um, look at Amazon. Um, uh, I mean, the, the, I've seen stuff posted 30, 40 bucks an hour or just going through Facebook and stuff. Um, like they're very, you know, but some of their stuff is very demanding and what they do to employees. I mean, I, I, mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to take you. care of people. What, you have to think, what would it take for you to go work for someone else's trucking company? Yeah. We're now, asking people to work for our dreams and to sideline theirs. There, there, there's a price for that. Yeah, there's a price for that. And as you, as a business owner, if you go into it, at least today, maybe in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe even 90s, you'd get away with it. But at least today, there's so much more information out there on how to start a business. You just fucking Google it. How do I, how do I learn Everything. how to trade? How do I, it, it's so easy to learn any fucking thing you want to do. So, to prevent people from doing that and to come work from you, the opportunity cost is a lot higher. You've got to take care of them. And I am I am one of those employers who, I'm gonna take care of you, even if it means taking an L for me, if I believe in you. But yeah. it also makes when they betray you hurt way more. The, that's...
that's um, that. Yes, um, and when you when you really decide to scale, um, you, it's it's inevitable. Um, especially uh, people, I think people like us, we 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 don't we don't do things half-assed. Um, if you're in our circle, and you know, whatever you need, you know, we'll 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 do. You know, I know. Um, myself, I'll I'll do it. You know, especially mm-hmm. so if you if you're a part of the uh, family, whether literally family or you're in the uh, Freight Solutions, you're a driver. That, that there's not things I I haven't done, and um, uh, for these guys, even helping them with personal taxes, personal cases, situations, um, where they need an interpreter and someone to give them legal advice and everything, roles that I'm like, guys, um, I hire, uh, I have. Uh, lawyers on retainer that to handle I don't even do this for myself I'll go do it for others um, um but at the, at the, um that's just how that that's just the kind of people we are but like when now like scaling when you got it's when you have a small group of five sure 50 60 100 there's gonna be bad apples um mm-hmm. and it, it it the I had two that really really hurt me and um I mean, you, you know me, um, for about half a day, maybe a week, um, you had to leave me alone. Uh, those who really hurt me, uh, I snapped. Um, I, I, I didn't want, I just wanted out of the industry uh, because like I said earlier, uh, it sucks when ultimately, you know, opening more businesses when money's the reward because for it, it's not all about the money. You, you would not work this hard if it was just for money. Um, so the, those L's do 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 suck. Though to me, those are those are bigger failures because I know it's not even the those money the I invested. In the yeah, it's it's not the money I invested. In. You fuck the money. It's my time. It's if if I, if I call you like you know, people wonder why like don't like to be honest do not like uh, phone calls and stuff. Sometimes I, I go on rants and so we'll end up on the phone for two three hours. And um, I've had a lot of people tell me like holy shit like you should be a motivational speaker or something. You know I think that I'm like dude. I just, I just fucking tried to like, you could have, you, you would have taken notes, you could have opened the business for how much notes. I'm not, um, you, you, sorry, I can't we give a moving. lot. No, it's fine. You're saying the same thing I'm saying. We give a lot. And I think that as a business owner, that that's been the hardest thing, even as a, a, a yeah. person, a human being. Yeah. The hardest thing for me is when I give so much and then now it's time either for me to receive something or maybe there comes a point in my business or in a relationship and I and I realize that I'm being used or someone's pushing yeah. that boundary and that's something that as a business owner I could improve on. I need to get better at having a I don't give a fuck attitude. That's some, that is my weakness. I give way too many fucks. I have so many fucks. I could give one to everyone. Y- yes, but you but, gotta um, get tougher skin. Uh, you do, but I, I kind of looked at that as, uh, for, for, like I said, for the first week, I would look at that as I need to uh, not give a fuck. And then I um, look at it, I'm like, okay, if I didn't give a fuck about my company, my people, what's the point of me in this? And would it be this, success, this successful? No, if I don't give a fuck, you're supposed to lead by example. You, I don't think you can. You just have to get better at. Um, there's red flags, and we ignore them. Um, mm-hmm. with, 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 with people that are wasting your time. Woo, um, preach it. And you have to. Uh, it's something that, 
learn how to fire, hire and fire fast. Um, and when you see potential, actual potential, give it your time. Um, and be, be, be who you are, because that's what allows us to grow up. You know, like same thing, like that saying, uh, if you want to be the 1% do what the other 99% doesn't, uh, yeah, like you are doing that. Why would you change yourself uh, now? Because of some bad apples. It's constantly, um, it's very, it's a constant struggle whenever, whenever sometimes it seems like when it rains, it pours, you come across uh, more of them, let's say in a smaller, shorter span of time, and you really are going through a patch and you really, really want to say F this. But um, I had um, one of my uh, very, very low points. Um, I had someone ask me, um, uh, well, I know it's not the, um, uh, or, or why I did this. And I couldn't even answer the uh, He's like, so why did you put up with it? And why, why have you, you know, pushed and pushed? Uh, and uh, I knew that he asked me that question because he knew the answer and he was trying to prove a point. So I couldn't even respond. I just busted out in tears. Um, they asked you, why did you put up for, with it for so long? No, no. Why, why do I do what I do? So why do? Why did I open phrase solutions? Why did I put all this effort into it? Why have I put? Um, you know, uh, why? You know, why do I uh, continue to take on um, the stress? Uh, you know, everything that comes with you know having a couple of businesses and dealing, managing people, customers, vendors. Client. At the end of the day, you're struggling a bunch of different groups of people, making sure they all play nice along and everything's done right, right? Mm-hmm. But why? Why when I'm financially stable enough to, to be honest, um, I can kick back and just you know let's say I don't know do something else rent. Um, I think I've talked to you about this before. You know you could mm-hmm. go look at other options, but um, and then you I remember you looked at me like you wouldn't what are you gonna do next? You wouldn't be able to not do anything. Um, and so why try to change ourselves? Because of you, bad apples. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You just, we just have to get a little bit better at those red flags. Yeah, I, and, I, and that's something that I might have to work at the rest of my life, to be honest. Um, because I like to give people second chances. I believe I believe people make mistakes. I think the difference is when I make a mistake, I can own it. I can sit there and be like, you know what? I did have fault in the situation. This is what I did. What I struggle with is people that can't be accountable, who can't own it, who can't, who have to wait for someone else to figure out that they fucked up and then they'll admit that they fucked up. If you fuck up, you say you fucked up and you own that shit. And finding an employee that can do that successfully is someone I'll bring all the way to the top with me. Yes, because, um, um, Especially if you find an employee that, that says, hey, look, I fucked up, but don't worry about it. I already solved it. And here's the- here's Oh yeah, three, that, they have here, a solution. Here's, yeah, here's a solution, uh, but don't worry about it. It's hard to take care of. I'm like, I'm just like, okay, okay. And that's what a lot of these kids in Bosnia kind of um, did provide uh, because for them, they look at it as uh, it's, they're embarrassed to like, let's say call, uh, would be call and bug you for every small situation that they can solve themselves because they're paying you and they don't have all the opportunity over there. I mean, I'm sorry, you're paying them, um, you know, like they're not going to call the boss for every single small little thing that they they can handle where I've noticed it's not like 
that here. People will take advantage of, you know, your your friends or your this or that because the way you talk to them or this over there. Like I'm I'm very friendly with my uh, team. I even actually have um one or two people that's related. Um, but I I don't know like how how to explain to you that there's no difference. Um, it doesn't affect our um work because work relationship. Yes, because it doesn't matter that I'm this cousin. They're not gonna. Um, they want to do this because of the opportunity they're given, and you know, being where they are. Um, yeah, those employees. The sorry, I keep sidetracking and going to go on no, little mini rants. You're, you're but, saying um, exactly what I'm trying. What I'm trying to get across is that, as I think that a lot of this content that I put out is, you know, own your own business, be an entrepreneur. But there is also because that's. I think people see the glamour in that and they don't realize like there's days I don't fucking see my kids like there's there's some days where I might only work four hours but then there's other days where I'm working all night long like it, it there's no breaks and that's not for everyone there are so many places for people to prove themselves like my dad for example he worked his ass off and worked his way to a company yeah sure he probably wishes he owned his own business but that man makes a million dollars a year and has for many years there is a place for people who can work hard, who yes. can be loyal, who can be accountable, and who provide fucking solutions. And that yes. is right next to the owner. Because every business, like me, for example, I'm not meant to manage, found and manage a multi-billion dollar company. I could handle a multi-million dollar company. Our personalities were too nice. At some point, a business gets so large, you have to outsource that CEO shit because you need someone who's heartless and cutthroat who doesn't give a fuck because at some point, everyone becomes a number. But where we are yeah. is where we can, we have the authority to bring people up with us if they just fucking prove themselves. And it is just so hard right now to find people willing to fucking do that. I mean, my door is open. If someone walked in and was like, Prove to me, not in a fucking day, but over a, a period of time, like, hey, I'm loyal, you can trust me, I'm gonna fuck up, I'm gonna own it, I'm gonna work my ass off, it's not about a paycheck, S CFO. I mean, I feel like you have that in Azra, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I do, and um, I'm working on, um, uh, basically, uh, bringing up uh, two, two more people uh, just like that um, and that is if you want to if you want to uh, scale um, actually a few more people I like um, I have a few people in Bosnia that um, one person that manages the office one person that uh, is oversees the whole company and um, so I keep like a small circle of people uh, and this also kind of sucks. Like it sometimes starts to feel like you're not doing anything. You're just kind of giving orders, which I, I like to be very hands-on. And mm -hmm. yes, the whole number thing. Um, but I like to think. I like to think that I'm still um, that it's not, that it's not like uh, you know like that because I still know our guys by uh, by name and stuff. But truth be told, like I like then I said, I don't. you're not there yet. Uh, I, I, well, here's the thing. Uh, we've hired about uh, 15 units, and I, I have not met these guys at all oh, in person. Okay. Um, so you're I, I don't know. I, I've never had the phone phone call with them. I have maybe about 
30 units uh, that I have not talked to in a couple of years. Um, I may have had early stages, you know, we used to, but um, I, you don't really talk to me unless, if you talk to me like uh, as a, uh, the driver, it's probably not a good situation. Um, <laughs> well, it's something bigger and, we, and it doesn't mean you're gonna get fired, but I, I have to talk to you and I like, and I use my judgment to like, okay, are you bullshitting, are you not? Um, and kind of make the call of what we're gonna do. But, These um, are drivers per se. Right, these are more independent. Yeah. I mean, these aren't your employees. Yeah. How many employees do you have, excluding drivers and then including drivers? Uh, there's about 60 trucks, so um, uh, there's uh, about 20 of them being true uh, team units, so uh, 60 trucks, let's say 70, 80 drivers. Um, in the Wozniak office, 13 people uh, in the U.S. Uh, my mom, my dad, uh, Azra, Dario, uh, uh, Greg, um, who just moved up in his position. Um, yeah, so that's... Are we staffing so, Texas yet? Uh, that's what I'm working on right now, getting that staffed. But so the way it kind of um, works is I have two people in Bosnia, one the manager of the office that I talk to and one the, the, that the company's on that, that person's name. Here, um, I talk to Azra. Um, Dario will fill me in with, with what the shop is doing. Um, and uh, when I hang around that, you know, when I, when I have free time, I hang around them and my dad and, and I'll mess around too. And, you know, so I know uh, what's going on there. Um, Greg uh, is now moved, we're moved, moved Greg from brokerage because I built the whole team to do what he was doing and moved him up to handle uh, basically be the middleman between the uh, co uh, between the customers and our operations manager. Um, to you know, to make sure the customers are satisfied and stuff because uh, you know they were they're still used to when we were smaller truck operation they'd be reaching out to me and. I'm either traveling or doing something, and uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to answer a, a, the phone to a customer that's paying us millions of dollars, uh, you know, annually. Uh, and while in the background noise is, you know, is just unprofessional, and yeah, or you know, so it, it, it got to that kind of point, and it feels like I'm getting cold, but on the on the rare occasions i do come across those drivers like if i'm at the yard the same day they are um i'll definitely have a, at least a small chat with them and the way i talk to them is more of on a friend you know unless it you know for friendly uh, personal way it's not like a you know i'm your boss this, no, because i mean no one does that you know i mean if they yeah. do that that's really poor form to be honest but it's just crazy i'm sitting here and you're like going over this and i'm just thinking like it's crazy to think that well, you were just well, some kid with a pipe dream well here here's uh so here's the thing we had a truck onboarding um a team out of uh georgia and these guys were in the shop so they were dealing with my uh my dad uh dario and amir and um i stopped by the yard and i started having a conversation with these guys and we we're chatting going on for 30, 45 minutes. And then I was like, all right, man, well, I got to head out for a day. Um, 
I shook his hand and he goes, I'm sorry, man. I don't know who I'm talking to. I was like, uh, I'm Alan. I'm the owner. This guy was stepped back and said, bullshit. I was just talking to the owner. For, for, for. Uh, I was like, yeah, man. He's like, there's no way. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're like, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, because, you know, trucks now, they get hired. They work here, like I said, for a while. And they never hear from me. They never see me. Um, unless you kind of fuck up, you know, you're, you're not. Um, you're not going to. Um, that's a I good I think it's thing. important to be present. I think it's important to be present, even if you're just sending out like an email or like a, a video, it's just like letting well, here's people the thing. know who you are. Just, uh, yes, that, that's a, that's a, that, that is a struggle for me. Um, but I am present as to, um, I, I monitor closely what goes on in operations and in safety and in accounting. Um, and I know about a lot of situations the drivers don't think I know about. and. Um, and I'm monitoring I would love to see pro- you progress. on an episode of Undercover Boss. Have you ever seen that show? Yes, yes. Oh my god, yeah. we're gonna write yeah. it. But but see, I actually um, like like what you were saying. It is good to be present. I did have a problem with uh, that. That became a problem with some of the drivers that you know they they um, uh, some drivers are used to you know like well, what the hell like you don't care. You're not even gonna call me once in a while and ask me how I'm doing or or tell me that I'm doing good or I'm like, dude, your paycheck reflect you know, like this is business, you know, your paycheck is a thing is a thank you and you know, um if you listen to what our drivers say about us and what they get paid, there's a reason why we pay what we pay because that's how you know, that's how much we appreciate you. You don't need I mean, if I was calling you every day and chatting with you for hours, would I be doing my job? Would the company be what it is? So they they get to a point where they do have to understand like I'm sorry, but you know I, I can't. No, yeah, I feel that. There's ways though. There's technology that you can use, even if it's just like a video that automatically gets sent. Like maybe it's an onboarding yeah. video. Yeah, like that's yes. something we can meet about offline. Because mm-hmm. I I've been trying to. I don't have near as many employees as you, but just with clients to make sure I'm constantly staying in touch. Like, hey, this is my face. I'm talking to you. Like, this is an update. Um, but I you mean, have, have way. You've grown so fucking much, Alan. Yeah, and that's just our trucking side. Our brokerage side also just really blew up because again, it went from well, how much one person can handle to a whole team now. Um, and I mean, like. Like I said, we have 13 over there, but we always have like three or four more people training, constantly training and adding, and it's... I'm proud of you, man. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did that take you so long to answer, dude? Um, so I meant to ask you this earlier, like, uh, it, it, it depends on... Like, you know how you said this is not for everyone, I said you should try it. Yes, you should try it. But you should also sit down, sit down with yourself and what makes you happy? What are your goals? Because like you said, there's sometimes you don't see your kids. You, you There's all these sacrifices we make. For us, this is what makes me happy. I don't feel like I'm working. When I, when I, if, I if I'm gonna work 20 hours and sleep four, I don't feel like I was working. I feel like I was having fun all day. Is that the same case for you? If it's not, what is it that makes you happy? If it but that's happy, not to say it's not going to be hard. There's going to be days that you want to be quit, even even when you are having fun. I think the difference is on my worst days when I want to quit, 
I still wake up the next day and want to go to work. Yeah, I mean, then, then I mean, I, I, when, when I was saying this, I don't, I don't think uh, necessarily for you, um, but there's people out there. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that that are kind of. Um, if you're working just to finance a certain or to drive a certain car or to live up a certain, it's not going to work out. Um, if you actually enjoy this crap, then you're going to do it. Because um, I remember, I mean, I remember when I told you how that out, you know, some retirement plan or something, and that I was going to uh, do nothing, and you looked at me like, hey, yeah, for what a week, and then what are you in the next? You know, you, it's in you. We love this shit. Yeah, you there. There's some people that are are bred, not bred. They are born to achieve, to accomplish, and those those are people that. And I'm not saying that person's better than anyone, because especially in Europe, they have a lot more importance on family and being yes. present than they do their careers. Like yes. when I was living in Spain, your lunch, the lunch break was three hours. Like all businesses closed from like one to three, one to four p.m. and then they'd open back up if they wanted to. Here, we're a bunch of workhorses, and yeah. some people are born to work. I am born to work. I am not complacency. Fucking terrifies me. I hate it when I don't have things going on. I hate it when I'm not busy. I love my kids. I love my kids more than anything. But I feel just as full when I see them for three hours a day and then I go to work and I accomplish it. I do. Yeah. I don't need to be with uh, them all day. I, I believe you because complacency scares me. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like uh, uh, that, that for me, complacency feels like the path to um, to the bottom because um, just think about it. 10 years ago, what kind of phones were out there? 15 years ago, 20 years ago, look how fast everything's moving. Look what kind of services are out there. Uh, everything going digital and data being uh, power and worth more than anything now. What I'm trying to say is look how fast uh, the, uh, times are um, advancing. If you're not keeping up, you're going to be left behind. You know, there's that. Uh, and so if you get complacent, oh, yeah, I'm the crap. I'm make, we're making this much money, you know, okay. And then now the next guy's going to open It's hungry. They came from whatever country. He's hungry as hell. Um, he's going to get to your level within, what, maybe a couple of years. And then what? You're going to still be there. He's going to keep inventing and uh, finding more ways to do it better and better and better. And what, you're going to stay behind? Like, I can't just not show up to work anymore and say, okay, these guys are going to handle it, you know? Um, they, they can, but then we're just going to keep doing the same things we that we keep doing. Um, and you have to you have to adjust and grow with every year. Um, COVID, when it hit, I'm sure you had to make a lot of adjustments in um, from your employees, uh, tax planning, um, everything. Um, you can't um you can you can have uh, even plans and stuff but reality is um something else and if you get complacent get content yeah you're you're you're, on, you're gonna get left behind and that's yeah, what i no. fear um that, and when you work with some when you work for something um a business is like a baby um you know you you, you you've grown it from from nothing um you don't want to see that um that's that, that that's that's a 
fears I think every business owner will have. No, I feel that. Um, I think that you gave a lot of knowledge in this conversation and I thank you for being here. It was really, really nice to see you. If people have questions, are you okay with them reaching out to you uh, via Instagram? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're gonna go ahead and, and tag Freight Solutions Instagram for you guys to reach out if you have any questions. I know freight is a very hot topic right now. You're seeing a lot of specifically brokerages popping up, small ones. Um, Alan's been around a while. He's still, as, as we've discovered, very young, but very wise. And um, I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate your friendship. And it just feels so good to see you this happy. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you this happy. And it makes my heart so full. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, man. Thank you.